You're listening to the Hamilton Today podcast from 900 CHML. I'm just watching a video right now of uh, the Falcons that, of course, uh, nest on uh, the ledges at uh, the uh, Sheridan Hotel in Hamilton. And I've been doing this for 25, 25, 26 years now uh, that they've been watching these. And uh, I, I'm watching a, uh, a brave, a very brave man in a harness and a helmet hanging on to uh, this uh this uh, chick, which is bigger than you think it is, and, and actually going through the process. And, and you can see all of this and what we're talking about. Uh, let's bring in Krista Jackson, Falcon Watch Coordinator, and is with us now. Krista, thanks for the time. I hope you're well. I am well. Thank you for having us. All right. So we chatted about this before when the eggs uh, were hatching and what have you. Now we're at the banding process. Uh, give us a little bit of a history here and, and where we are today. Okay, so on Friday afternoon, um, we did have the Canadian Peregrine Foundation come and help us out with climbers. And uh, what they do is, as the if you look in the video, John rappels down into the nest and he picks up the chicks carefully one by one and he puts them into a soft container that protects them. And we send them back up, uh, up to the mechanical room roof and then we take them into the building and at that time we check to make sure that they're healthy they don't have any bugs or anything where there might be medical attention needed Um, that has happened in the past where we've treated them but there is no issues this time they were all very healthy Um, as an added benefit this year we did have um, the federal government some environmental services people there and they actually did blood work on the chicks and this will help document the health of the general area and give us a better idea of how our falcons are doing at the time they received two different bands one is a silver one which is from fish and wildlife and there is a black one which is the canadian one and this has um, letter and number ids and this is perhaps the most important one for us because it gives us time to easily identify them And if they uh, migrate into the States, it gives them protection. So um, where people can trap uh, peregrine falcons in the States legally, if they accidentally do trap a Canadian one with the black band, they must release it by law. They're not able to keep it in captivity. Um, So it helps us, you know, protect the the chicks as they grow through their life. Um, We named them also on Friday. So I don't know how much you guys know about it, but usually we name them from something to do with Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, one year we did Hamilton Parks. This year we did Historical Houses. That's a so great idea. Had, um, thank you. I don't know whose idea it was, but uh, it definitely is nice to have everyone, all of our chicks are back to Hamilton. So um, this year we did it after Historical Houses, like um, Wednesday, for example, is one name. And the house was built in 1925 and it was used as a convalescent home um, for the Royal Canadian Air Forces during the Second World War. So it's kind of nice. It gives you an opportunity to learn a little bit more about the city where you might not have known it before. Uh, We have two males this year. Um, They're Balfour and Dundurn, and our females would be Wednesday (laughs) and Ockmar. Um, And then the last part of it, which um, is on the silver bands, we place um, electrical tape, which will eventually fall off, and it does not harm the chicks at all. Each one is a different color, and that just makes it easier for the feet on the street, the volunteers. Um, It's very hard to read the actual um, numbers and letters on the tags unless we happen to get them stopped at a great spot. 
but it's easy enough to be able to see a, a yellow tag or a red tag when they fly by so we can keep tracking them. And it allows us to make sure that we still have uh, sight on all four chicks once they start flying. This is quite the physical. How long are the chicks actually out of the nest before someone repels back down and drops them off? Um, it kind of depends. This this time was a little bit longer because of the blood work, which isn't done all the time. Um, mm -hmm. Usually it's just kind of like 20 minutes. Um, this one was a little longer. I wasn't actually paying attention to the time. But if you watch the video that is posted online, it'll give you an indication of the length of time. Um, they are given water throughout the process so they don't get dehydrated or anything. And um, we kind of had it as... Um, as quickly as possible once one check chick was checked with one thing and then went to get the blood taken while we start on the next so it's not like right. you wait for one check to finish before you start the other which also sped up the uh, process as well so and then you drop them all back down and everything just tickety-boo continues on Exactly. And the added bonus with um, the climber, he stays at the nest to keep the parents from returning to find no chicks there. And while he's there, um, I don't know if you would have noticed, but in the cameras, we do sometimes get a weed that grows up and it gets quite large. So he did weed the nest ledge for us. So it is <laughs> yeah. garden free again. Oh, man, that's amazing. Okay, talk about what's happening June 2nd and volunteers. Okay, so June 2nd is our um, volunteer training. It is at 6.30 at the David Braley Health, um, Health Sciences Center in downtown Hamilton. And it's just a quick way for us to get you, give you a lowdown on what the Feet in the Street program is, give you the essential training that you need to do it. Um, you get a chance to meet the coordinators, and they're the ones who actually will direct volunteers um, during the Feet on the Street. So what that is, it should start um, approximately June 13th is our anticipation date. But if the chicks look like they're going to start um, preparing to leave and start flying early, it may be bumped up. Um, but as they start moving around the nest and hopping up on the ledge and doing different behaviors like helicoptering where they're preparing to fly, <laughs> we start gathering and we watch. So when they fly... Volunteers will go to different areas um, following their flight path just to make sure that they landed safely, that they haven't had any collisions with buildings or um, failed to get the height that they need and maybe touch down on the ground. If something happens like that, the rescue box is brought in. There are rescue people that are trained to rescue the falcons if they end up in a jammed up area where you can't easily rescue them. And if the chick is all right, then they're brought back up to the top of the Sheridan Hotel and released right by the nesting mm. ledge. If we're suspecting that maybe something has happened, then they are taken to get medical attention and they don't get released back to the nest site until we get the green light that they are healthy enough to return. That's amazing. All right, Chris, the website we can go to to find out more about all of this? If you just Google Hamilton Falcon Watch, it'll come right up. Okay, Krista Jackson with us, Falcon Watch coordinator, and uh, the four of the chicks uh, this year uh, all been banded successfully. Krista, thanks so much for the time. Good luck. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900CHML and online at 900CHML.com. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.